Welcome to Megabyte's weekly barometer podcast series. This series was launched in direct response to the economic impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the UK TMT sector. Its aim is to help those involved with the sector to track, understand and analyse its implications. For those of you who don't know us, Megabyte is a leading independent research provider delivering data and insights on UK technology and tech-enabled businesses. Although Megabyte is a subscription-based research service, these weekly barometer updates are intended for anybody with an interest in the sector and made available through Megabyte's dedicated free-to-air research channel, CEO Hub, which can be found on our website at megabyte.com. Updates are released each Friday, and we would, of course, welcome your feedback on any of the topics addressed during our updates. Megabyte Barometer, COVID-19 Week 8 Update. Tales of resilient software, VC investor focus, and media sector market support. It's been another very busy week for COVID-19 news this week, especially in the software sector. And for the most part, resilience remains the key word, but there have been some notable exceptions. The Megabyte Research team has been very busy with CEO conversations again this week, with a total of 17 conversations Uh, taking the total uh, number of CEO conversations we've had over the last month to over 100, 108 in fact. Most of these conversations are off the record conversations with private companies, so you won't see, subscribers won't see coverage of those company conversations, but what what it is enabling our analysts to do is to get underneath the key trends and themes both within companies and also sectors and subsectors that we follow. And we've published this week peer group analysis on e-learning, cybersecurity services, cloud services and communications directly as a result of those conversations. Markets this week were pretty flat actually, a bit mixed. The FTSE 100 was up 1% of the week. The more UK focused FTSE 250 was down 3%, so an interesting contradiction there. NASDAQ followed more the FTSE or actually was stronger than the FTSE, up 4%. And against all of this, the UK technology universe, which is our, represented by our megabyte universe index of around 100 public companies that we track in the UK, was broadly flat on the week. And the valuation there on EV EBITDA was also flat at about 11.3 times. Most of the action this week has been in the software sector. So I'll just start with, with talking through some of the trading uh, roundups and, and trading themes we've seen in, uh, in software this week. Uh, in public companies, a number of the larger players talked to the market this week, either about results or about uh, uh, results and trading updates um, or just trading updates. The most significant from my perspective was from Avast, obviously one of the largest UK listed uh, public companies in the software sector. And cybersecurity has obviously been a, a theme that we've picked out um, and others have picked out, to be fair, as a, as a really resilient part of the market. I mean, it had obviously been a big growth engine for the software sector for, for a number of years. Um, but it you know continues to perform well even in this downturn and, and results actually it was a Q1 trading update from Avast this week very much underlined that theme and that company has actually seen uh, a benefit to trading from the COVID-19 pandemic uh, as more people have just focused on cybersecurity while working from home. 
does what it says on the tin learning technologies group uh, results 2019 results also strong and a pretty solid outlook high levels of recurring revenue in that business and in a relatively resilient part of the market some concerns over new business as we're seeing pretty much everywhere but actually um, a, a, a resilient performance from them. Also from a trading update from marketing software player digital, 90% recurring revenue in that business. Again, some concern over new business, but generally a very solid update. Perhaps a bit less uh, positive, a bit more mixed was from Aviva, obviously also one of the largest software companies by market cap in the UK. Uh, they issued a Q1 update, a bit mixed on the outlook, especially as they are um, selling software into oil and gas and other parts of the engineering market which which can be impacted but Aviva did reiterate its long-term growth and margin targets which which obviously one has to see as, as positive. Um, also a bit mixed was SDL uh, in the translation software and, and, and technology and, and services market again strong 2019 results so no issue with the results but a more cautious outlook and some cost cutting and other mitigation um, um, uh, measures put, put in by by that company. Also um, updates this week from some of the smaller companies we track, uh, Aquas Exchange, Induction Health and IDOX. As I said at the top of the top of the podcast, it's it's um it's not all good news and there was some uh, some some difficult news at the lower end of the A market. Nectan, which is a, a, a gaming software business that listed a, a few years ago on AIM, has been a bit of a disaster area. One of these rather, well, in my opinion, disgraceful AIM floats that never should have been listed and ended up calling in the uh, administrators last week, um, this week, which is no big surprise to those of us who have watched that company for some time. Dillerstone, definitely not in that category, but, but, but in the recruitment software market, really struggling. And COVID-19 is just exacerbating already significant problems with that business and one of our favorites to talk about on megabyte when disco told us just today that they won't be announcing their calendar 2019 results till june can't really get my head around why that would take so long to get their results out and i just uh, i can't see that being good news but we will see in a few weeks time um quite a bit of interesting private company analysis also um mostly results related in our software coverage uh, this week. Smedvid backed uh, at Zuna. We talked to, uh, we didn't talk to that company, actually produced results, uh, analysis on that company. Talked to the management teams of Peppermint in the legal tech sector and owner-managed Unilink in prison tech. Very niche, interesting little company. Owner-managed business, talked to the management team there. And we have uh, published uh, analysis on uh, those companies. Turning to ICT and digital services, it was a much quieter week actually for, for this uh, part of the market on trading updates with updates from Kanos, Parity, Telit and Equinity. Uh, Kanos I think is worth spending a couple of minutes on. For those of you who don't know, Kanos is a, is a very large digital transformation and uh, application services provider with a particular focus um, on the application services on Workday, the uh, HR and, and financial management products of Workday. And I see it, we see it very much as a touchstone for IT consulting um, in, in many ways. So interesting to, to, to just comment quickly on the results. Um, good set of results, very solid set of results, as you'd expect. Um, but a, perhaps actions speak louder than words and really a full suite of COVID-19 mitigation actions from Kanos, furloughing staff, recruitment freeze, cutting capex and discretionary spending. And interestingly, very serious 50 to 100% executive salary pay cuts um, and no final dividend. So the, the full suite really. But look, Kanos has got 40 million of cash on its balance sheet with no debt. I uh, really don't think uh, there's any serious issues with that business. It's, it's one of the strongest in the market. But we particularly think, and I think brokers are, are saying as well, that 
um, particularly in the short term, the workday implementation part of that business is probably going to be impacted, it seems likely. And medium term, interesting to see how the government work goes, most of the or a lot of the digital transformation work that Kanos does is in government. Uh, medium term, are we going to see more austerity from government post COVID-19? It's chatter about that, I don't know, but there feels like there might be impact on that part of the business medium term as well. But overall, pretty solid from Kanos, actually, relatively speaking. Shares down 7% on the week, 27% down from their peak, which is broadly in line with the sector. So, you know, not too bad. Again, um, relatively quiet week on uh, media and information services this week, with one notable exception, and that exception is in former five billion um, market cap media business, with uh, 65% of its revenue coming from events. As we've talked about a lot, events clearly is a uh, is a part of the market that has been particularly badly hit by the COVID-19 um, pandemic. Informer just talking to the market again about just how bad it is, uh, badly it's affecting that business and, and a whole bunch more of a cancelled events, etc. Probably more interesting from our perspective was the fundraising alongside it. A billion pound fundraising, 20% uh, of their market cap at £4 per share, which is just under half of the uh, the peak share price. Uh, I think it was 870 around that level. And I just think it's very interesting to see that level of capital market support for a business. Yes, it's at a very big discount to where the shares have been, but could be a lot, could have arguably been worse given the impact of, of the pandemic on that business. So a, a general theme there that the market, capital markets are supporting businesses uh, with, with additional capital where required. Elsewhere in media, more evidence that being a digital business does not necessarily insulate you from the, from the ravages of the COVID-19 pandemic. And um, comments this week again from On The Market and Auto Trader, uh, given they're focusing on the property and uh, car market respectively, no big surprise there. Some ongoing difficulties and also a change of CFO at Purple Bricks, which probably implies some issues there as well, for ongoing issues there as well, although not necessarily clearly. We also had private company analysis this week from Matchroom, Sport and Miroma in the media and information services sector. Turning to deals, still quite a quite an interesting um, range of deals this week, uh, but definitely quieter than last week. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're now starting to see what I think will be a much broader trend developing where investors, whether they're private company or public company investors, are going to be focusing new investments anyway, very heavily on areas of resilience, but also areas where that will ultimately be long-term beneficiaries of the problems we've had, primarily around digital. So we've seen a big fundraising from Unfido this week in cybersecurity, $100 million D-series raise. In medical imaging, obviously healthcare for, for terrible reasons, but healthcare is a, is a you know, will, we think, be a very big beneficiary, particularly digital healthcare be a big beneficiary of the downturn in the medium term. And medical imaging software vendor Perspectum raised $36 million this week. Slight outlier, Truefone uh, in the mobile space, backed by Roman Abramovich, affectionately known as Trufonski in the Megabyte office, um, raised 30 million, another 30 million, taking their fundraise to an incredible half billion. Um, and what the shareholders have got for that is a loss-making business with 40 million in revenue. Quite extraordinary story, that one. One for another time. And at the smaller end, but still interesting and still, still supporting this idea that investors are focusing on areas of next generation sort of services and software, PBX Cloud provider Natavox raised another 7.5 million from Octopus uh, Ventures. Obviously, the biggest overall raise this week was from Informa. We've talked about that. Um, it was a much quieter week on M&A this week, which I guess is not surprising. Um, talking to our advisor and private equity subscribers, as I have been over the last few weeks, 
no one expects there to be a lot of um, new M&A kicked off um, uh, during March and, and over the next few months. So the M&A we're seeing now really is the tail end of those businesses, those deals that were, were already under negotiation. Most interesting of those this week, I think, has been Castleton's acquisition by MRI. And there's been a lot of chatter about how we, and we firmly believe there'll be a lot more public to private activity in um, in the uh in the, in the coming months as private equity uh, get comfortable with where we are in the market and start looking for deal bargains in the capital markets and the public markets. Castleton Aim listed business acquired by MRI, a large US private equity backed uh, software company backed primarily by TA Associates. And also MRI had recently, very recently acquired Orchard, a privately owned uh, UK um, software business in the same sector so it's gone from a from a, a limited position to a very strong position in the housing and local government software market very quickly two things to note about that deal um it's not actually the first p2p covid deal although technically it is we think uh, we were almost certain that the deal was being uh, discussed long before covid really hard struck hard and um, so that it's not really the, the, the signpost that some people think it is but also interestingly from the point of view of mri so it's not a p2p in the sense that it's a trade deal but MRI, we think private equity firms, certainly in the short term, will use portfolio companies to do P2Ps rather than using primary capital because just access to LP, to LP money and also uh, primary debt is going to be easier uh, and, and or not required if they're using um, existing portfolio companies. So some interesting things around that Castleton deal. So um, that's that's the sort of update from this week across trading and deals and market activity, analysis of all of the company news. Uh, will be uh, is available to our subscribers at the megabyte research platform at megabyte.com so um, please feel free to dive into any of that and i'll leave you with a thought for the week uh, i've started having a number of conversations with ceo and ceos investors and advisors around how we extract ourselves from some of the actions we've taken companies have taken in the last few weeks obviously the the economy is and the, and the wider economy is thinking about and the government is thinking about how we extract ourselves from the lockdown in coming in the coming weeks in, in the most successful way and I think companies are starting to think and their advisors are starting to think okay we've done all this stuff over the last few weeks to mitigate the uh, the impact of COVID-19 but how do we start to ease off on that over the coming weeks and interestingly how will history judge how we've dealt with this so um, we've made a bunch of salary cuts are we going to be able to uh, perception from a perception perspective we're going to be able to reverse those salary cuts in due course especially if we're not bringing back all furloughed staff will we be seen to be have seen, seen to be have been accessing taxpayers money in an appropriate way have we been furloughing staff when really we didn't actually really need to and taking taxpayers money have we been access accessing the government lending scheme when technically we didn't really need to um, that's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out when a public company is going to start putting guidance back into the market, that's another one that's perplexing, particularly the communications folk at the moment. So that's my thought for the week. If you are if you look forward six to nine months and you think, I'm not sure that what we've been doing is going to be reflected on very positively, maybe you want to think about how you handle things over the coming next two or three weeks or a couple of months. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening and uh, look forward to uh, talking to you again next Friday. And in the meantime, keep safe.